We're Lewis and Pete from Personal Trainer Paul. We've built up over 14 years of combined experience personal training and now we're here to help gym floor personal trainers to earn more money, get more clients and reduce the stress and anxiety of starting out in the industry. Let's dive into this episode. Hello and welcome back to the Personal Trainer Portal podcast. Today, today is episode 58 where we're talking about communication in a gym class. We're following on from our series of what PTs suck at. Last episode of what PT suck at, we spoke about communication in an induction. Today we're talking about gym classes. What do you remember of gym classes, Pete, from when we used to do them back in the day? I remember they were quite enjoyable in the, most of them anyway, were quite enjoyable. Just depend what type of class you had, because obviously we, if you haven't listened to a few of these, but we used to do for our rent, it would be time. So we'd do 12 hours of shifts. And in those ships, you'd have inductions, be on the gym floor and gym classes. So we did them for free, didn't we? Exactly. So you'd, you'd have to do them, but it was, I found they were quite good in terms of breaking your shift up, making it go a bit yeah, quicker. Um, and also what I found down the line was it was also a great way to get potential, well, clients from talking, communicating putting on a good class, people that maybe thought were thinking about PT because quite a lot of people that attend a gym class don't have a full knowledge of the gym, do they? And they, they want someone to push them on. So that lends itself well to one-to-one -one PT. So I found, I think I picked up quite a few clients from gym. So it definitely was worthwhile. I don't know. What about yourself? Yeah, I think it was one of those, wasn't it? Where in the early days. I think because it, we were doing it for free, we weren't getting paid. I used to just think, oh, I've got to do a gym class, give, you know, an hour of my time, 45 minutes to an hour of my time, a lot of energy, you need that energy to deliver the class and I wasn't getting paid. So at first I used to just think, what's the point? I'm not motivated to do them. But then when I realized the potential, even to be fair, I, we haven't done a gym class for years now because we don't work at a public gym anymore. But if I was still doing it now, I think I would deliver them a little bit differently to how I used to back then, knowing the potential of how to get clients. So with all that being said, if you're first starting a class, what would you say is the first thing you, you need to focus on when you first start in the class? I think the first thing you've got to think about is that this is a shop, your shop floor and your shop window, and you're the mannequin in that shop window and people are going to look at you. So it's really important to make a really good first impression because quite frankly, you know, that first class you do, people have never seen you before potentially, and they have no opinion of you in that class, whether it's half an hour, 45, an hour, and um, long is gonna let those people come to a, an opinion on you. And hopefully we want that to be a really good opinion. So being friendly engaging, welcoming, and helpful. If you're at least one, two, three, or four of those different things, you're going to lead those people to have a really good opinion of you. And it's the start of a relationship building that we love to bang on about this at PTP. Exactly. It's the first part of the conveyor belt as well, isn't it? Exactly. And that conveyor belt that we like to mention, you want to get them on there, build, and as they go along the conveyor belt, you're building that know, like, and trust, that relationship. And 
that is going to lead them to becoming a client, which is what I was banging on about at the start where we, we got clients from classes when we, when it clicked, we figured it out that if you did your classes in a certain way, people were more likely to PT with you further down the line because people that attend class ready made people to be coached or PT because they want someone to push them on. That's the whole reason they've gone to a class rather than just jumping on the weights or jumping on the cardio. They don't really know what they're doing. So the guidance that you would give them in class, showing them form and technique is another reason why they lend themselves to. Exactly. And you might be listening to this thinking, well, you're just saying generic things like friendly, engaging, welcome, and helpful, but it really does make a difference because I remember when we used to work at the gym, we used to do classes. And I remember some of my clients who obviously were members of the gym and sometimes outside of sessions with me, they might do classes as well. And they used to not go to certain classes because of a specific instructor, not because they didn't like them as yeah. a person, just yeah. because they found them boring, because they didn't know how to deliver a class to make it engaging and actually helpful. You could they could tell the difference between a PT who was engaged with the gym members and the people who weren't. So. I remember a couple of PTs who we work with who deliver gym classes. You could tell they couldn't be bothered. They were good PTs, but you know, people would line up for the class at the start and then they'd get them going. They'd do the same class every week and they would be so monotone. The music would be really quiet. It'd just be boring. And you could tell that the gym members didn't enjoy it and the PT didn't enjoy it either. And I can almost guarantee, well, I know for a fact they didn't get many clients from it because they told me. And they just found it really boring and they didn't like doing it. And that came across. But like Pete just said, once you have a, a system in place and you know what you need to do and know what you need to say, you can pick up quite a few clients from uh, classes, essentially. So first off, as Pete just said, you need to be friendly, engaged and welcome and helpful. And remember that it's the first part of the sales process. Once you've started the class and you've asserted yourself as the PT, as the authority figure, you then, after that, as the class has gone on, we would always make sure we notice people who are struggling and people who need guidance. So myself, like uh, I'll ask Pete what he used to do, but what I used to, I'd set the class away, you know, demonstrate the exercises and then walk around the class, make note of people who clearly were struggling with specific exercises. And I'd go over to those people. I'd give them a quick demonstration during the class, because obviously that's one of the downfalls of a class is that the, you know, it's not one-to-one -one like PT is. You can only disperse your time in a short period. So I used to go over them, help them a little bit. And then maybe if I had to go back to them again, I'd say, why don't we, at the end of this session, I've shown you a, a quickly how to do it, but at the end of the session, I'll just show you how to do it properly once we've got a little bit more time. Nine times out of that, uh, 10 of that person go, yep, that's great. And then I'd do that with maybe one or two people. Well, some classes, it might even be four or five. And then I'd make note of those people so that at the end of the class, I knew who, what people I needed to speak to. So I'd be constantly on the lookout for people who I knew were struggling. That's what I used to do. I think with, with me, I'd only greet everyone. When you do classes regularly, you get to see the same people coming. Um, it's like anytime you meet someone more than once, you would maybe start with hello, but then the more you see them, you talk to them a bit more and engage with them. If you're engaging with someone, new people that have come to the class will see that and think, oh, this guy's quite friendly and then they open up. So that helps with that, breaks the ice. 
um, having a de- some decent music as well is another one because yeah, that makes a big difference. And if you go to a class and it's like rubbish music, like really rubbish or corny music, you don't really want to work out to it. So people will swerve it. Also, just making the classes fun um, and engaging, tough as well. People really enjoy it if you give them a really good workout. They they want to go there to be pushed more than they would do on their own. So mixing it up, if you've never done a deck of cards, if, have you ever done that, Lewis? Deck of cards? What, for the class? Yeah, so maybe have a whiteboard. If you've got a whiteboard in the class, pick some exercises. And then there was apps or you could get cards and you just pull the cards and they do the number of reps on that card and the suits are different exercises, but it's good. And you do a hell of a lot of reps, but it mixes it up because you don't know what's coming next. Essentially with the deck of cards, if you shuffle it, you pull the cards out and it'll be random. So that gets people working as well. But doing that, making sure you're keeping an eye on people, whether they're struggling with something, whether their technique's going on certain exercises, getting across to them, um, being friendly in the way you deliver it, but trying to help them with a forming technique. You wouldn't want to shout across the, the, the class, do this straight your back and bend your knees. Do you know what I mean? You do, you wouldn't want to do it like that. You'd want to go over, engage with them, demonstrate yourself, make it, you know, easy because you're in a gym environment. The last thing someone wants is everyone feeling like they're looking at them because they can't squat properly. Um, and then maybe taking note of that person at the end of it, following up with them, whether that's, if you can stay for five, 10 minutes at the end, I want to show you how to squat properly because you come every week to this class and I haven't got the time at the, in the class to get you to do it. Here's some ideas of things you can do to improve that. So next time you come to the class, you're squatting like a pro. Exactly. You know, the- I think one of the, the not so good things people do. And I don't get me wrong, I used to do it as well. You do the class, whether it's to the best of your ability or not, the class, whether you're in museum, and you get to the cl- end of the class, you finish it, you're like, right, that's the cool down, all done. But before you go, I am a PT here. If anyone wants any training sessions, then stay behind and we'll have a chat. That doesn't work. Don't get me wrong, every now and then, there will be someone who wants to chat. There will be. Because if you're dealing with loads of classes, the odds are someone will eventually. But if you've got 20 people in a class, I can almost guarantee at least 20 of them for weeks on end will not stay behind because they've just finished the class, they're hot, they're sweaty. And all you, you haven't given them anything to want to stay behind. Whereas, as we always say, don't sell too soon. You are finishing the class. Yeah, you might have delivered the class, but you've just said, if anyone wants training. So it's an option. People will always just go for the, the no option. But... If you help them individually during the class, like I used to do, and like Pete just said there, go over, give them a little, give them some tips, help them and say, I'm happy to stay with behind with you at the end of the class and actually take some time out of my day completely for free. And I'll give you the time and attention that you need to help you. Then that's going to go much further. So as opposed to announcing that you're a PT, which everyone already knows anyway, and announcing that you need some clients, you come across as desperate as well. Make sure you make that personable contact with them during the class as opposed to announcing it at the end. I think that makes a big difference. I think as well, yeah, the last thing you want to do is sound desperate and I'm a PT, come and see me if you want PT. Puts people off. But having, even if you have a a free training plan that you can give out to people that you can just mention, 
or some way of mentioning maybe have a free Facebook group or some sort of lead capture um, at the end of a class, that can be another way to sort of push them along the conveyor belt and get that person into maybe further along in, in a headspace where they're more thinking of PT without hard selling it, just claiming you're a PT and that you, if you want any more information, come and see me because nine times out of 10, the, the war stop and stop and say, yeah, I want PT, book me in for a consultation. It doesn't work like that. Exactly. You've got to remember if you're announcing it to the class, most people don't want to be the one putting the hand up. So if you say who wants, even if they did were semi-interested, they wouldn't put their hand up and they wouldn't stay behind because they don't want other people knowing that they want PT. So mate, so to summarize this episode, first off, when you start the class, as Pete said, trying to be as friendly and as engaging and as welcome and helpful as possible. Make a little bit of crack at the start of the podcast, being making a joke and actually feeling like you're personable and being someone who people actually know, like, and trust, and especially like is the start of a class. And then after that, during the class, use some little handy tips and tricks, like what I said of noticing people who are clearly struggling and clearly have problems doing some of the exercises, going over to them, helping them once or twice, and then asking them if they want your help individually at the end of the class so that you are actually providing them even more value. And then after that, once you finish the class, you can send everyone away and then you can speak to people individually. And then again, because you've said to that person, oh, a few people, let's, you know, stay behind and I'll show you some of the exercises. The other people who you haven't spoken to in the class, even if they didn't struggle with anything, they'll see people staying behind to speak to you. And psychologically, they're going to think, oh, all of them are staying behind to speak to him. He must be someone who people know, like, and trust, and people actually want to go to for help. So they'll remember that for the next time. So maybe then the next time they'll want to speak to you as well. Whereas doing the opposite, where you're just announcing that you're a PT and need clients and no one stays behind, no one wants to be that first one. So just remember that the next time you are doing that. I think that summarizes it all. Do you have anything else to say on it? I think my last thing I would say is don't underestimate how useful a gym class can be. Yeah. in terms of your business and the shop window to get across what you're like, make an impression and then get some leads for clients. And if you do that in the correct way, like we've outlined on this episode. Exactly. So if you actually want to know how to get them down that conveyor belt, once you've spoken to them after the class, you then need to know what you need to say and what value you need to deliver to get them into a consultation to then becoming a high paying client. Go to the link in the description where you can book a completely free strategy call with us to discuss the 12-week PTP business transformation course. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate it on Apple and Spotify as well. It massively helps us. Thank you very much. Episode 58.